Happy Holidays from the DSR Network. We are deeply appreciative of our members and the year that we've had. To celebrate the holiday season, we are offering a 50% discount on either your first month or first year of membership. Members enjoy an ad-free listening experience, bonus content for virtually all of our shows, an invitation to the members-only Slack community, and more. Best of all, if you become a member in the month of December, you can take 50% off the membership price for the first month or for the first year. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code DSRHOLIDAY at checkout. That's thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and code DSRHOLIDAY. Thank you very much for your support. Hello and welcome to DSR's daily podcast, also known as the DSR Daily Doom Scroll, because so much of the news is, I'll admit it, kind of depressing. But we got to give you what's happening in the world, and some of the stuff that's happening in the world is kind of depressing. We'll give you our take on it. I'm David Rothkoff, one of your co-hosts, joined as ever by Chris Cottonwater. How are you doing, Chris? Doing fantastic. Thank you. Fantastic. Despite he hasn't even read the news he's about to deliver. And Riley, how are you doing? I am doing pretty well. Oh, that's great. That's terrific. Okay, Chris, what's why? Give me a news story that's making you feel fantastic. The Republican debate. <laughs> is, that, is that the one? Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, yeah, that happened last night on uh, that widely watched news station. Um, News Nation, News Station. Yeah, News why Nation. couldn't they have found like some college kids podcast, which would have had a bigger reach than News Nation? Yeah, I think. Well, uh, News Nation was was apparently banking on the fact that this would drive viewers, uh, while the Republican candidates, I think, were banking on the same. It doesn't seem like either of those things happened. In any case. You know the re- the debate happened. I'm just going to get into a quick uh, sampling of the reaction from the debate. I'm not going to cover it all. Uh, Ron DeSantis is getting more comfortable with each debate. You could see him getting his sea legs as the debate Who's, went who on. Who said that? His wife? Some clown <laughs> from the New Some York clown. Times. Oh, a New York Times guy. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Christie and Nikki Haley gave solid performances. Christie's no-holds-barred approach is what many operatives have expected since the first debate. Too bad the guy has no chance of winning. None Nikki of them Haley, do. No. None of no. them do. <laughs> Go on. That's true. Um, yeah, and I learned a new term today, which was factional candidate, which essentially means that Nikki Haley is appealing to a part of the conservative party that is fed up with Trump. Um, I think our hope here is more people can be fed up with Trump. Um, But she seems to be at least from a foreign policy standpoint, the only person talking about foreign policy. Um, She pretty much skewered your boy Vivek Ramaswamy. (laughs) Come on. He was so insane last night. I mean, he held up a sign that said, Nikki is corrupt or something like that. He's out of his mind. All he was dealing in was 
conspiracy theories. I mean, geez. We, um, we, we have some real, real strong candidates uh, for, the, for the Republican nomination. Um, it Honestly, it's friggin' depressing. How the hell are we considering Donald Trump for a second term? Twice well, how impeached. How so many people? Tens of millions of Americans seem to want a guy who was the worst president in history, who was a corrupt, who was um, impeached twice, who um, is a, a rapist. The judge said he was a rapist. Other ones have said he's committed fraud. Um, he's clearly, you know, led a coup against him. And they're like, yeah, no, that's the guy we want. He's the one. Opposite, you know, the most um, effective president in the past 30 years, at least. And CNN this morning, what was the poll? Joe Biden's approval rating hits new lows. What the fuck? Are you, I mean, what? America? I know, it's not you. Those of you who are listening to this, you already get it. But it is a little bit frightening because everything you think is too crazy to happen happens. Uh, and we could be in a bad place. Riley, surely you have some good news to offset. I know you have good news to offset. Yes. Kevin McCarthy has announced that he will retire from Congress by the end of the year. One of the best things that Congress has ever seen. <laughs> pop, the, pop the champagne bottles. Yes. <laughs> Chris's uh, so fireworks it, it, <laughs> So he announced this in an opinion piece for the Wall Street Journal. Uh, I read it. It didn't really say a whole lot. Interesting, to be honest with you. No kidding. Uh, Kevin McCarthy was rapid. First time for everything. Yeah, I've never read something that said so much, but actually said so little. Um, Really, the only takeaway is that he vows to continue to help the next generation of Republican leaders, which I'm skeptical kind of who would want his help. Uh, And he didn't elaborate on what that actually meant. Yeah, his, but his magic his touch. That's yeah, his magic touch of being the first defeats. ever to, <laughs> yeah, ejected. Historic loser. Um, but, you know, this adds to House Republicans' woes. Uh, Johnson's now going to have to deal with an even smaller majority well, in but the House. Well, you lost George Santos and you lost Kevin McCarthy, yep. so the majority is, as Norm Ornstein pointed out, two. 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 That's only two. If I were a Democrat, I'd be like, hey, what do you need? What do you need? If you're right. in a purple district, want to become a Democrat, you could be a hero. You know, you're you're too on right. the margins. Trump's probably going to throw you in a concentration camp. You could be a hero with the Democrats. Come to our side now. We're two votes away from a semi-sensible House of Representatives and Speaker Hakeem Jeffries, which would be great. Um, so that is good. That is good. That is good news. That 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 is good news. Um, so, Chris, do you have anything more that's good, or is this going to be another depressing curveball? No, this is depressing. Um, there was a shooting uh, on the UNLV oh, campus um, where um, three people were killed. Uh, the gunman was shot, and just another, you know, example. Um, of gun violence in, you know, the, the interesting thing is that I took this story from the BBC and I was thinking, you know, what must 
other countries think about you know what's happening with guns when it con- it's not it's not like you know these are you know one off things we we're we're setting a, a record for mass shootings in this country in 2023 and we still don't have a way to deal with it horrible uh yesterday in the senate chris murphy and some others posed some legislation to eliminate assault weapons um the republicans blocked it and a couple of hours later we had another mass shooting in the country this week we passed the record for the most mass shootings in american history you may say well what causes it is it guns is it uh, mental health no it's political corruption the nra gives money to the republican party blocks any reform and the result is that we have a gun pathology in the United States, unlike any other country in the world. Uh, we're nearing 400 mass shootings in the United States for the first time ever. We'll probably hit that number because we do a couple a day. Uh, it's absolutely appalling. Uh, and I, you, know, you may think, oh, he's a crazy partisan. Um, and the reality is I'm not. This is just factual. Just look it up. Uh, the Republicans have blocked all sensible gun reform, even gun reforms and things like background checks that are backed by 90% of the American people. Now, why would you do that? You do it because there's money in it. Riley has a slightly happier story out of Nevada. I do, yeah. So Riley's Mr. Good News today, Chris. I don't know. Well... Just wait. <laughs> but I've, I've got another good one for now. A Nevada grand jury indicted six people who falsely submitted documents claiming that they were the state's official electors in 2020 and that Donald Trump had won. So this is one of kind of many cases going on right now dealing with fake electors. Um, of these, kind of the biggest name was the Nevada Republican Party chair, Michael McDonald. Um and all the defendants are facing two felony charges each. So they've fake electors have already been facing some legal trouble in other states. Uh, Michigan charged 16 people for, fo- for posing as fake electors. Um, and then a, a bunch of fake electors were kind of included in Fannie Willis's sweeping indictment in Georgia. And then interestingly, in Wisconsin, just the other day, uh, they reached a settlement with fake electors where they essentially acknowledged their fault and what they've done was wrong and... Uh, released a statement officially withdrawing the documents and essentially apologizing for it. And and saying that they could never serve as Trump electors again. Interesting. I hadn't I hadn't seen that part, but that, that <laughs> that's that's pretty big. So yeah, it's just it's good to see that there's finally some accountability for this. Um coming quite a few years after it happened, but better late than never and you know, it's good to see that there's some action on this, especially rolling into twenty twenty four. That is that is that is good news, and maybe there is some action. But I'll tell you what: most of the trials and most of the accountability is on a slow walk, and isn't going to happen until after the election. And the American people are not going to know the truth. And I mean, there may be one or two cases in which they do, and that'll be a good thing. But on a bunch of the cases, they won't. Um, they won't have all the information they need. And again, it could lead us into um, 
a very dark place, particularly since this country seems to be full of people who are willing to break the law to achieve their political goals, uh, as were these fake electors. I mean, you know, somebody does it, doesn't it cross their mind? Say, well, you know, I'd like you to do this thing and it's against the law and you would be lying and you could go to jail. And they go, oh, yeah, I'll do that for Uncle Don. I mean, seriously? Um, all right, Chris, what you got? What you got? Something hopefully, you know, international, a little, a little more sophisticated than all the things that are going wrong here. I don't know about sophisticated. It's definitely international. Um, French President Emmanuel Macron hosted Turkish Prime Minister Viktor Orban. Uh, sorry, Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban. Uh, you know, I know why you're saying that. <laughs> because of Trump's mistake. But most of these people are going, that guy, Chris, you know, he, he doesn't know what the fuck he's act together. <laughs> I might as well be Trump. In fact, add that to my list of people that I support. George Come Santos, on. Donald Trump, you, Ron DeSantis. And also you love Vivek. Go and on. No, no, Vivek's your boy. Um, Macron is, is attempting to broker a deal with Viktor Orban ahead of the EU summit to discuss the future of Ukraine joining the European Union. Um, hopefully he served more than, you know, crepes um gave him a nice meal maybe had a whiskey after discuss the future of ukraine <laughs> but you know this is an important summit and that's the chris cottonware view of diplomacy folks <laughs> it pours out of a bottle enough, that's a lot enough of people's whiskey, views enough of whiskey diplomacy. we could solve every problem in the world <laughs> yeah so there there you have it um, at least we're attempting to uh, to to get this through. It's an important summit, and um, the Ukraine would certainly benefit from joining the European Union. So hopefully, they can work out a deal. Yeah, no question about that. The reality is that um, you know we've got a problem with Ukraine, um, and I think Riley's going to tell us part of that problem, right? Yeah. So. The Senate Republicans blocked Ukraine aid. Um, they voted against a procedural vote that would have advanced the national security bill that we've discussed previously. Um, and their main point of contention was that it made no changes to border policy. Uh, actually, also, Bernie Sanders voted against it as well, but for a different reason. He cited the inclusion of unconditional aid for Israel as his objection to the bill. Um, so Chuck Schumer and President Biden have both said that Democrats are willing to negotiate, but that the current Republican offer is just way too far from the realm of possibility to, to accept, um, which doesn't really surprise me at all. Um, so we'll see if they are able to kind of negotiate a better middle ground on this, hopefully one that doesn't leave Ukraine hanging out to dry. Um, but we'll see. I mean, Biden in particular said that he would, is definitely willing to act on the border in a more firm way. So remains to be seen what those negotiations will look like. Does remain to be seen. I'm going to give you a bit of contrary analysis on this, okay? My contrary analysis is that the White House will agree to more on the border than they intended to agree to. And in so doing, 
they will inoculate themselves against a lot of the Republican criticism they would have gotten in next year's election. And whether the Republicans take credit for it or not, Biden's going to be able to say, oh, yeah, I signed into law all of these reforms on, uh, on, on the border and on immigration. And so it's actually helping him solve an issue, which is a bit of an open sore for him, in places like Nevada and Arizona, uh, which are battleground states. So I don't know, you know, there may be, you know, there may be something, you know, good, good here. Um, and uh, I just, I, I just, you know, I, I, I want to add a few things here because there are a few other stories that you missed. Um, I was at the White House Christmas party yesterday, the media Christmas party, and it said David Rothkopf, Daily Beast. I, it should have said the DSR Network, but it's because I write a column for the Daily Beast. And so when I met the president, we had pictures taken. They're like, David Rothkopf, Daily Beast. Um, uh, and he only spoke to my wife, who's in the administration. He's like, oh, you know, what do you do? And I was like standing there like a big lox. But, uh, um, you know, this morning I was looking at the Daily Beast ch- cheats sheet. And I'm going to just shoot out a few of the stories from the Daily Beast cheat sheet, which I encourage people to uh, you know, subscribe to. Number one, this is the number one story. Tim Allen was fucking rude on Santa Claus's set, says the co-star. The worst experience I've ever had with a co-star ever. Yeah, so, look, you know, Merry Christmas for that. Um, you know, Tim Allen, former convic- convicted felon for cocaine, um, was, was, was a jerk. Uh, rep, number two, Rep Bowman faces censure vote for pulling fire alarm. I mean, the Congress is full of people who are behind a coup, but it's like, no, no, we're going to censure this guy because he pulled the fire alarm. Uh, Number three, Beyonce fans' uh, tour clothes pile up in thrift stores. Well, so much for them loving the Beyonce tour. They're taking the clothes to the local thrift store. That's unbelievable. Here's another one. Hospital pushed weight loss surgery on prisoners, according to the New York Times. The New York Times story. Okay, that's a that's a great one, Chris. You probably are all over this one. Ex Jacksonville Jag staffer stole twenty two million dollars from the team. Nice. That's a that's pretty that's pretty impressive. LeBron, you know, while the Republican Party was absolutely silent on the shooting at UNLV, LeBron James came out and made a statement about it. Watch this space. LeBron James, currently the oldest player in the NBA and the most successful ever, will be 10 years from now in politics and will be a force to be reckoned with in politics. Um, uh, Hollywood sex therapist slayer gets life behind bars. That seemed pretty straightforward. Um, Christie tries and fails to make rivals say Trump's too old. That's number eight. Well, you talked about that a little bit. Here's my favorite uh, story. Woman who attacked Chipotle staff sentenced to fast food job. Now, this is a great story. She attacked the staff, and so the judge sentenced her to work for 180 days in fast food. I mean, that is the punishment fitting the crime. Um, Anyway, I just... I just wanted to, you know, we give our rundown, they give their rundown, other people give their rundown. We'll we'll give you a sampling of the rundowns from other places um, 
uh, each and every day. So you don't have to go there. You can just listen to us uh, and our cheery takes on what's going on in the world. For now, I encourage you to listen to our other podcasts. Uh, that'll include um, our, our uh, sort of Thursday discussion of a variety of things, which uh, will actually come out on Friday, uh, with uh, Jeffrey Sonnenfeld, who is of the Yale School of Management and who has been great on a whole host of issues. Um, and uh, then we've got our, uh, you know, we're all going to die radio on Friday, as we always do. Uh, so come back, join us tomorrow. Uh, listen to the other podcasts that we're doing. We did a really good one yesterday uh, on Israel and uh, Palestine with both Alon Pincus of Haaretz, former Israeli diplomat, and Aaron David Miller, longtime American diplomat focused on the Middle East. Uh, and of course, the brilliant, talented, funny, and insightful Rosa Brooks. Uh, I bet you thought I was going to say myself, but no, Rosa Brooks. Uh, and I was there too. And it's a good podcast, so you should listen to that. Um, and, you know, I'll say one other thing. If you're listening to this, uh, you know, you might want to think about giving a friend a subscription to be a member of the DSR network for the holidays. Uh, it's a way to help support us and to help make them smarter. And it could make for better holiday dinners for you because they'll be able to talk about stuff just like we're talking about here. Uh, so you might want to you might want to talk about that, uh, and who knows we may have a holiday special offer uh, soon. By the way, if you are a member and you are in the Washington D.C. area and you would like to not just uh, hear about the news but actually have a chance to make news, what you can do on Monday, December 11th, is uh, join us for a discussion with National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan. Uh, at 5.30 p.m. at the National Press Club. Uh, uh, if you're a member uh, and you go and uh, send a note to rmfessler at trgmedia.com, that's R-M-F-E-S-S-L-E-R TRG Media, and you're one of the first 30 members to do so, uh, we'll give you a ticket. You can come. You can see it. You can hear it. And you can ask questions because there's going to be an interactive session. So that's a really unique opportunity. We're doing that event with the New Republic, uh, and it could be cool. So if you're in the D.C. area or anywhere nearby or want to travel to do this kind of thing, rmfessler at trgmedia.com. Until then, or until you return back, thanks. Bye-bye.